listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. Never know how much I care. When you put your arms around me, Sing it, I get a fever that's so hard to bend. You give me fever. Ooh, yes. Nice. You feel that? Do y'all feel that down that in your toes? Silky. That did. I brought it down low, baby. After Venus show. Flight after after dark. Dark. <laughs> uh, Welcome to Blacklist After Buzz After Show. That's a little fever for obvious reasons because we're dealing with a very serious virus. Um, the Cullen virus. The Cullen, Cullen virus. The Cullen virus. I'm sorry. Named after Joe Sanfilippo's favorite movie. Twilight. I, Twilight. I really Twilight. thought we should do a thousand years, just just because in all of the universe, the blacklist could not find another name for it. But apparently, could have called it Twilight, but we'll call Shots it Cullen. Shots fired. Shots fired already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so we have we have, we have uh, our, the penultimate episode of. A very long season of the blacklist. Feels like it. Uh, but, twenty-one but, but, episodes. Twenty-one in. episodes in. That's one a lot. Twenty-one episodes. When we started feels. this, you had a beard, if I remember right. I did. You did. And I remember. I'm, I'm, I'm Benjamin Button. I was, had a gray beard. <laughs> you flipped it. You flipped now, the script. Now now I'm back. <laughs> little baby. Like I'm in the little chair. Hello, Nando. <laughs> um, blacklist episode uh, twenty-one. We're here at the penultimate episode of 22, 22 episodes. I will say this: is, the show, the show's been great. We we love the mm. show, and we've kind of gone back and forth on specific characters, and we'll get into that. But you know, what's evident to me, just as a comment on TV in general, twenty-two episodes is a long time. We're conditioned for these for these much thirteen. For We're conditioned for thirteen. You know, so some will do fifteen, like the following. That's well, the difference. I mean, let's let's. let's Put it this way: Back in the day, Uh-oh. when we were little, Uh-oh. things you know, were different. Things then. were different. Twenty-two, twenty-four episodes was the standard, and it would start a season would typically start in September and and in May. And there's more than twenty-two weeks there, so you'd always squeeze in a couple of repeats here and there. So yeah. there was you know, obviously Christmas break. There'd be a couple of breaks. The in difference is when we were kids, things weren't the, the serialized TV didn't really exist. I mean, yeah, pre pre Hill Street Blues. So you know, you watch an episode of Dukes of Hazard, twenty-two episodes of Dukes of Hazard, big wow. Yeah, who cares? And then know? the other thing, and then the other thing about those episodes too is that. You'd see from the first episode to the last episode, nothing ever really changed. There'd be a plot device, something would right. happen, and by the end of the episode, everything, especially comedies, sitcoms are famous. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right back. Everything's to start. back at the start. Yeah. Well, the well, hyper serialized like episode uh, episodic television came in with obviously with 24, which you which you talked about last night. Yeah. But like Ooh, you know, that. so you have literally 22, 23. The show's called 24, but they did, I think they did 22 episodes. <laughs> no, they did, no, they did 24. <laughs> they did like, they did like two two hour. But ones. they would do like two hour episodes. Right. Be in there anyway, too. but like serialized rapid fire each week, and I feel like that. With the blacklist, it's, it feels like it's something that happens at that pace, but it just feels a little long. Well, I think all. it started. I, I definitely did start. Uh, we talked a little bit about this on uh, the Twenty Four After Buzz show. Just a nice little plug there. That Twenty Four was the first show that probably did start the whole. Uh, you know, a season really starts only for four months, and Twenty Four right. was the first show. Lost, Lost eventually discovered that because that was a show that if it didn't run every single week, people lost interest. Twenty Four was the same way. You wanted to tune every single week to see what happened the next hour. And I think people just started realizing you can condense shows uh, further. And then the BBC 
also was another big proponent to the way TV is being watched out here, out in England. A lot of their shows are typically eight season episodes. Well, I'll say this: what, what the blacklist has done, and I, I think is it, it's it's made it difficult. Is they've they've kept so many secrets. Obviously, in their structure, they've decided mm-hmm. that we're going to keep these secrets. Who is Red? We're not going to tell anybody what Red's relationship is to Lizzie. He's the father. I agree, yeah. but in in the structure of the show, it's made it incredibly irritating, and it's created Liz. I mean, it's put Liz, the character, in a very very tricky spot for for fans because she continually does unmotivated, irritating things yeah. to keep the secret in in the structure. So I, I could just ask you, but I'm not going to. Instead, I'm going to storm off. Or I could just ask you, but I'm not going to. Instead, I'm going to storm off. That is, I, that I is the one problem. Again. That is the one problem with this season. I think that she's been waffling back and forth so much. Well, let's it's let's get into this episode because we're doing like we're doing like a we're eulogizing this episode in the in, in, in the series in the penultimate, which I feel back when Thomas which Edison is still, invented the light bulb, which is still last time I checked a big massive hit, which we still have yes. uh, hundreds of thousands of fans who love the show. Yes, so, we do. I don't and this want, isn't I, the following, so you don't have to This isn't the following, so I'm not going to say... We're going to... Anyway. Shots fired. But, I, but listen, we, we like the blacklist. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just making an observation <laughs> at 22. I love this episode. The episode's I good, too. I feel like I don't remember a time when the blacklist wasn't on, though. Yes, it's a long time. So let's get, well, let's get into this. <laughs> I don't remember the blacklist, a time. The, the, the blacklist, uh, as, as we start the show. Mm-hmm. So we, we're, we're getting here. We're finally getting down to the nitty-gritty here. We're getting down to all roads lead to Berlin. And we're finally, we're talking about Tom, Lizzie, all the blacklisters, the FBI, the met, what, what Red's doing here, the relationship between Red, Red, Red and Lizzie, uh, what Red's real motives are, all of that leads to Berlin. And, and it's shocking that the entire series, we spent the entire series developing Red, finding all these blacklisters, mm-hmm. figuring out where this whole thing's going, only get to get to Berlin, who's only number eight. On this list. I know. One through that's seven. That's the highest number that the, we've seen. It is all. the highest number we've seen, but they're holding out on one through seven. Mm. One through seven, I, mean, I wonder who those guys are. But um, I do like this. I do like the fact that they, they – they, it feels like, you know, um, uh, John uh, Bokenkamp and the gang, uh, the creators of this show, really spent some time in laying this thing out. We mm-hmm. talk a lot about the big board. A lot of big boards in this, in, in this series in general, but they had to have a big board to map this thing out because in this penultimate episode, they reached back when, when Lizzie sort of did her – her mapped everything out on the floor and did her own big board. They reached back all the way back to the beginning and, and went through every blacklister mm-hmm. from the courier to Xenotakos to, uh, to, uh, Wu Jing. Everything sort of led to something. And I wonder, it makes me, I, it makes me feel a lot of comfort knowing that my showrunner is, has a plan. Like that knows that they have an arc that they wanted to go. They're going to start in this one place. We're going to end here. We're going to write through the middle. That makes me feel like I'm in good hands. Unlike other shows the following where he feels like, that they're just kind of spinning out of control. So I do like that. Um, it seems to be going somewhere, and it seems that we're going but to... We, but we don't seem to be getting all the answers we want. I'd be very, very surprised if in the season finale we get all our answers. I don't know. Julia? I don't know. Um, like I said, like we just talked about, it's been a really long season thus far, and it's mm-hmm. been exciting, and there's been lots of, you know, turns and twists, but I, I still have this sense of... Uh, not feeling satisfied. You know, every time they answer a question, they still answer it wrapped in shadow, and then 12 more questions come come raging at me about it. But um, I don't know. This this Berlin character I find is is an interesting an interesting theory, although the, the, the hooded guy mm-hmm. in the plane mm-hmm. never saw his face, and I can't wait to see what we what comes of it uh, in the next episode when I'm sure he he or she no, or, or she. she 
will mm-hmm. be revealed. Right. Um, I loved Tom in this episode. I love um, what they've done with his character. I love how uh, how uh, Ryan Eggold is portraying him. Sure. He's super badass, kind of hot, kind of great. Yeah, no, no, um, no glasses. Ditch the glasses. Yeah. No, no Dawson's Creek there. No sweaters yeah. to be found. Well, sweaters. you know, he's got a better, he's got a better budget now. He's doing Ford commercials, so it's all yeah. He's in every better shape. episode. Every episode he has now. a new commercial. Oh. Yeah, I watched this one on iTunes. I missed a commercial. Uh, it, oh. You know, it wasn't as big. It's just that sometimes your your cover gets blown. You never know when your cover. Yeah, if you blown. have to change identities, do you ever really know who you are? Yes, and then okay. he's driving off in his Ford. And so, yeah, sexy, sexy Ford. I like, so. I, like, I like both of your uh, Ryan Eccles voices. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's a combination between the announcer and and, and a super spy. I don't know what that is. Yeah. So. Sometimes you do some stuff. I like so, it. So the Sometimes guy, you got to be the bad guy. Right. So if, when your identity is compromised, you drive a Ford Mustang to remind yourself of who you are? A red, a, red a bright red, red, red Ford Mustang. Very subtle, bright red Ford Mustang. Yes. Excellent. Tell me something positive you liked about this episode. I, I liked uh, the monologue that Red had at the end. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, by the way, when you're when you're in a, uh, an FBI standoff with the entire force of the FBI bearing down on you, there's nothing like a good old-fashioned four-minute monologue. I'm sure. Yeah. They'll, they'll oh, wait. yeah. They'll, they'll wait. wait. They'll they wait. are just so accommodating. <laughs> and a lot of wait. people are like, the FBI is so mean, they'll just knock down your door. No, not if you're monologuing. It's they will monologuing. wait. They will let you finish. They'll give you a moment. And, and, and James respect. Spader is yeah. about to have a moment. Are you going to wait there? Uh, holding holding for the moment, please. Uh, holding. Yeah. Holding. Oh, snipers hold. Snipers, snipers hold. hold. Hold on one. Hold on. Uh, While he has a gun on your agent. Right. A, a thirty-eight special, in fairness. It's not exactly, you know... Odds are she'll be fine. Yeah. And you know, in this it's episode, I finally, had shot three little, times, right? I finally had a little confidence in the FBI for the first time. It wasn't just Agent Keen and Wrestler oh. storming the house. They had a, a slew of a whole team of agents and police all uh, yes. coming down on that house of Dr. Vogel. So yes, it wasn't just the I was right. finally filled a little confidence, and then, it was oh, wait, not the rogue FBI. Spader has something he wants wait, to say. You all just wait a damn minute now. Yes, and, and then Lizzie looked very like, oh, Lizzie, oh. Why we'll, did we'll they get to Lizzie? We'll get to Lizzie in a second. It's sure, just you're, you're a, telling me positive stuff. I was. So here's the other <laughs> positive thing that I have to say about it uh, is that uh, so Spader's monologue, and I also enjoyed uh, the the, uh, the 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 random use of the USS Abraham Lincoln um, and launching the fighter plane off the the deck of the the the, uh, the carrier. Although I did have to question, don't we have uh, fighter jets that are land based that would be quicker to get to it? I don't know. I'm not a doctor, um, but I was impressed. <laughs> That um that that old I think it was a DC three whatever plane he was flying I feel like it was a DC three but at the universe if I'm wrong please forgive me it was a quick watch um uh, can withstand a missile strike from uh, an, an an F sixteen or an F fourteen whichever they scrambled I wasn't really paying that close attention are we still doing positive yes positive okay, yeah, I'm just impressed with how strong that airplane was <laughs> okay I'm just I'm scared that's, that's uh, a lot of good positive what, stuff. what you feel about the episode <laughs> no wait I, I take it back I have one more thing to say uh, John Glover who is one of my favorite actors on the planet yes. and one of the finest character actors in the universe and has a subtle humor that is just absolutely fantastic. And I love him desperately. Love and him I'm, in Scrooge. Yeah. Love him in Scrooge. Love, love him in everything he does. Yeah. And I'm Two so... Two weeks till retirement and he does a great job. Lo- loved him in He's a getting little, too old for this. Yeah. He's getting a little too old for this I love him so much. Yes. And so John Glover, the bringing John Glover on the show gives it an extra 15 I could not points. even tell that was him. Yes. Could not even tell that was him. Nando, would you like what John Clever being Dr. Sanders, uh, we're just making a little joke, just uh, for those of you who are wondering what the hell we're talking about. Very extraordinarily Very, little. If those of you don't know who Danny Glover is, uh, or Donald, <laughs> uh, what did I like about the show? Yeah, well, first of all, yes, actually, Dr. Sanders, uh, John Glover, great character. Uh, I loved the opening, because yes. it's been a while since we've seen an opening like this, sure. really, where we see... 
you know, I, I definitely I remember a couple episodes where I was talking about how great it is to see the stakes being raised from the very beginning and seeing yes. something happening. So this obviously, I think, besides the number eight coming out in the title with Berlin, I think seeing this whole thing with this uh, armed uh, guard in, in, a, in an armored car going into a bank and getting sick and, and that whole message to 911 to his wife, it just it just obviously seemed like there was some deep ish going on yeah for sure that was about to happen involving the the bank the the hysteria that happened when people were worried they might be contagious and how quickly this disease could spread uh i I just loved seeing the stakes being high again it's been a while since we've really read has really gone for somebody that is threatening to kill anybody he actually said it himself this person wants to kill him but he's willing to go through as many people as possible he doesn't care who they are to get to him yeah. So nobody, uh, I know it was a, it was a, a thing for the trailer for next week, but nobody's safe. Not even not even the public, right? With Berlin, I uh, I, I did like this episode a lot. I feel like that you know they they've very much set us up. This also felt this felt very much like a setup episode. And they were able to sort of tie all. I like the idea, like I said at the top, I like the idea of tying all of what we watched together mm. and setting us up for what I what I believe will be a crackerjack finale. I hope. Um, and um, and so yeah, I, I, I liked it very much. Let's get into um, the, the actual the the the, the blacklist. So the the um, the colon virus, the procedural part of this, which is the colon virus. We open like you said, Nando. That, that like I said, a cool scene um, inside the the uh, the financial institution. Is there, as it were, there's a bank. The bank. It was yeah, a bank. inside the bank in Manhattan. Yeah, and uh, and the quarantine scene. And the it's worth guard. pointing out how impressed I am oh, with a twelve dollar an hour security go. guard. Who has been trained in quarantine and and is perfectly comfortable pulling his sidearm to make sure that the people who have been quarantined know they're quarantined. Well, I think yeah. that just proves that he was not trained in quarantine. <laughs> 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 and he I, was I pretty desperate and willing to do I think that was crowd, their way of telling you. He was yeah. training crowd control. Crowd control. I like, did enjoy the EMT who stood up and made an announcement right. to this yeah. already Just so y'all know. You guys are stuck guy, here. And sick, you may die. And I think you all got it. So just yes. hang out, will you? Just don't Everybody go anywhere. Okay, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah I, I'll take I, a seat right here. I, I, just, I, love, I love that conceptually that the EMT says, hey, hey, y'all, y'all. And then, then the security guard. I mean, there's no one in a position to assign to, to say quarantine. The EMT is not qualified to say quarantine, and neither is the, the bank guard. But they both go. Oh, we got it. They should have screamed. By the way, there might be a fire in here too. But you guys got to stay in yeah, here right just, now. Just, just stay until we figure out there's a fire. Okay. I thought it was cool. Well, I'm I glad thought somebody cool. thought it was cool. I thought it was cool too. Getting back down and pulling his gun and saying, "You know, no one, no one leaves." I thought it was kind of a cool opening, but okay, I get it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought it was um, funny. So we're really getting into, we, we mm. see Red, and Red seems to be a little very, you know, this is an interesting Red we're seeing who is, uh, we're so used to Red sort of having the upper hand and always, you know, being in control or being a little bit angry or being, he's a little concerned. He's been concerned here for the last few episodes and not, oh, not, not concerned to the point where he looks scared or afraid, but he's definitely concerned. And, um, him going, him going to the FBI and having that conversation with, um, with, um, uh, Harold. 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 Harold, thank you, Cooper. With, with Cooper, uh, telling what what they're up against, and, and and this whole Lizzie and telling Lizzie why she needs to stay was very effective, and it was a very effective thing. And it's like to see Red in that position was it was very uh, was cool, and, and it made, made me feel like the stakes were really raised high. What I did not like, which we can just get into right now, the elephant in the room, is Lizzie. I just it Lizzie, seemed to me Lizzie, Lizzie. It seemed you to go me, first, Joe. I'm gonna say, say, say this. Well, in first. that scene in particular. 
would you tell Michael, who I'm not talking to, would you tell yes! Michael that I said that I will not go to the dance with him? Yes. Uh, Michael, she said she won't go to the dance with you. You tell her that I'm not talking to, that I didn't want to go dance it with her anyway. childish. I was like 12 year old. Can you please change seats with me? I, I want to switch seats with Oh you. my I'm God. Yeah. Five feet away. Can you please wait? Uh, uh, I'm going to sit on this little airplane with you, but I'm not going to talk to you. Are you kidding? Well, maybe Red has cooties. Maybe he does have <laughs> cooties. You never know. He might have had cooties, Julia. That is a fair point. That's actually a very Julia, fair point. And you know what? At one point, he was going, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. And how was she are, supposed to respond I? to that? I would like I'm to, rubbing your clue. I would like to hear from you, Julia. Like, just give me, give me, uh, take take me inside the Megan Boone. Uh, what, what is, well, let's talk about the character. Forget Megan Boone for a second. Let's talk about Lizzie as a character. I think that they've, we, we, made, we talked about this last week, and uh, I think we had some people agree with us on YouTube and, and iTunes and Twitter as well. Some people disagreed with us, but we'll, we'll bring it back. So I think we're all in, I haven't talked to you about this, but I think we're all in the same place. I think they're really doing this Lizzie character a disservice, man. I mean, it's like, I don't... It, it, Zero empathy. I, it, well, it's not just that. It's like at this stage of the game, I've said this probably four or five or six or seven times during the course of 21 episodes. Like, at this stage of the game, you gotta trust Red. Red's never lied to you. He's Now, I do, I get it. He, you, you think or you saw that he killed your, your, your father. Uh, but still, I mean, I feel like Red's word at face value means something. She's had these moments during the series where she's hugged him and she's cried in his arms. She said drinks she's with loved, him. She said drinks with him. Yeah. The, the milky, you know, the weird booze yeah. she had. The, the, the moments on the swing when they're just sitting there and, and he's talking about stuff. But then at the end of the episode, she'll probably call him a monster. But and then now and I'm never talking like, to you again. You're a this monster. Is over. And, and, I don't, and I don't know if tell him he's a monster. <laughs> I don't I'm not talking to him. I don't want to put this on Megan Boone. I don't put some Megan Boone, but I will put this on Lizzie as, as a character. I don't buy it. I don't buy her. Even at the end, of that that skip to the end when she's like, you know, I want to kill you. I'm like, why? I mean, I get it, but like, you've ruined my life. I want to kill you, Tom. Red didn't bring Tom in, in, the, in the picture. Red didn't marry Tom and, and oh. not know that he was a spy for all those time all the time. Oh. You know, I know it's all connected. I know that there, she's also getting this sense that Red has been using them, using the, the resources of the FBI to sort of protect himself, as use the FBI as a shield. And maybe she feels used and all, I get, get all that, but I don't she, know, man. She's I don't, proven I don't over it. and over that um, I, I get like, this is the only way that I could figure this out in my head, that I can reconcile this. Is she's proven over and over that she is motivated by emotion more than anything else. We saw it when she jumped out of the car and went into the um, to the National Archives and she blew that mission. Uh-huh. We saw it when she uh, resigned and then the FBI was going to come after Red, even though she knew that that right. would be the end of him. Um, and then she has a change of heart. She's just so wishy-washy. Everything she does and she gets filled with emotion, whether it's rage or panic or whatnot, and she makes awful choices over and over again. And I don't know if that's just the writing or the portrayal, but I don't like it. Well, the, the choices <laughs> she's making have to be the writing. And it's the, the portrayal. Cho- yeah. And it's, it, there's, there's some expectations the show is making. That, that Number one, that we're going to all keep, it's going to keep our attention for 22 episodes without with the same secret. Number two is that we're going to have Lizzie do unmotivated things, but Megan will make, make a good enough choice or they'll, they'll have enough empathy for her that, that we'll get away with it. That's not working. I don't believe it's it. It's not working. I and never I think, believe it. And I think that's that's the role of the dice the show's made. They're kind of oh. going, all right, well, well, Lizzie's going to sell this. And she's not selling it. Megan's not selling that I enough for I find her him. character to be extremely one-dimensional. I think what we need, I think honestly what we need at this point, and I'm hoping maybe it'll happen next week's episode, is mm-hmm. we just need this to come out. We need to prove that Joe Sanfilippo and I are right. That Red is the father, and I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you not. And, I, and I'm, I'm making it as a joke. You're going to hold hands during this okay. section, mm-hmm. uh, because I think the problem with Lizzie 
is that there is no relationship with her and, and Red, and she keeps acting like an immature little girl, and I think it's just about time that we find out what is the connection between Red and her, because at least... If you're having a fight with your best friend and you can say, I can say I'm a monster to you, for example, Julia, and then maybe the next day we can make up. And then maybe the next day after that we get into another fight. It's typical. I know how to push your buttons. You know how to push mine. But ultimately there's a relationship. There's a tension there. There's a reason to go back. It just feels very contrived every single step that Lizzie does. And I really feel at this point it's like, okay, you know what? I wouldn't I, – I mean if I didn't know enough about my about you, for example, and I just – finally gave up on you i would just give up i would just leave yeah but she needs a reason to go back and i think at this point it's the same reason why she keeps going back and it's played out it's played it's out. out we need to we need it's to great. raise this relationship to another level and not only that i think that you know it just i, I, love I, you I don't as an example on these things <laughs> no i don't you just love the chance of calling a monster to my face a monster or whatever else yeah I don't like the. I just don't understand. I feel like they again they've just done a disservice to this character because when we first meet her, she's you know fresh out of the academy. She's an expert profile profiler. She's got this Clary Sterling vibe, uh, and then she's kind of transitions into like the super sleuth, like she's like Miss Puzzle Solver. Mm-hmm. Then she transitions into like super FBI agent. She's got all these gun skills and karate skills and weapon skills. At one point, she was a grifter. She's like lifting wallets and doing moves. Yeah, and another. I mean, like. <laughs> All along, the, all along, she's all over the place, but it's it's she's nothing's developed. It's needed to find none of it's developed. Want to find who Lizzie Keen is? Then you know, and then the whole you know the stakes with her and the mother, and you know her wanting to be a mother and the family and the scar. I don't know how many answers in the scar. She the wants bunny. to be everything and anything. She's a master of all trades. Uh, no, a jack of all trades, but a master, master of none. none. I think that this is doing Megan Boone a disservice, mm-hmm. having throwing they're throwing all this stuff with this character against the wall. Just nothing sticks, and it's just. She, Comes something that's written on the page. Yes. Today you're this. Right. Next episode you're going to be this, and then we're going to reveal this. But none of it is within her. Right. You mm-hmm. know, I don't get it. Which is the opposite of what Jane Spader has created in Red, or what yes. what, what you know, uh, Bokenkamp and the gang have created in Red. What James Spader has brought to life. I mean, whatever's on the page there, you know, what James Spader brings as an actor is he brings some depth to that so even if it's only I don't know what's on the page but when James Bader shows up you know that there's you, you can see it in in James Bader's eyes you can see Red's past you can there's see there's been a life lived there's a and... life to live there's there's every mission everything gone wrong every person he had to kill every love he's had all those monologues he gives about these wonderful things you believe him and whereas with Megan Boone who is his counterpart his equal uh, Lizzie I should say Lizzie Keene I don't buy it yet, and I'm, I'm, I guess the debate is, and this will open up to YouTube as well. Is it is it Megan Boone as the actress? I'm not, or is it is it Lizzie Keene as a character? Is it like Megan Boone doesn't have enough to do, or Lizzie Keene the character is there except Megan Boone's not doing the job? Well, you know, as an actor, you have to. If it's not written on the page, yeah. you still it's your responsibility to create that backstory. Whether it ever comes out or not, you own it. And with you owning it and believing it and believe that your characters live this life, it comes through. It comes through your eyes. It comes through the choices that you make. Right. And sh- I feel like she is just someone who was just drawn on a piece of paper and popped up. And here's this 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 finished product of Lizzie Keene go without any life lived so that being said Lizzie Keene is uh, (laughs) now we've done 30 minutes on on, on, on Lizzie and Megan Boone now but um, no but so so just to get through this so so this is not what this is not what because it's hard to set up this episode and not talk about the motivations because basically she goes kicking and screaming she's going to resign Mm -hmm. she's going to wants to transfer out of out of out of this because she wants away from Red No, no matter how high the stakes are Red is a talker into like are you really willing to let 
that all these people die because you don't want to deal with me. That was also a funny like, transition, me. All right. She's like, no, I well, won't do it. I won't just, do it. Not just I'll that. It's just that we find out that really this whole immunity that um, that uh, Red has signed on for is void. Super Once conditional, apparently. Super right. conditional because the second Lizzie leaves, because that was his condition that he only gets to talk to Lizzie. Right. And that if she leaves, then everything's void. And everyone, and, and not only everyone, she doesn't realize it even puts herself in danger because right. they realize there's some connection with her in red. So she's not going to get off scot free. Right. And then it puts everyone else in the task force into question as well. So every at every point during that, so she reluctantly agrees I just to work can't with believe, red. I can't believe how they put so much faith on someone who's acting so immature. And well, she's it's a egotistical. She's a rookie, and they're putting all of his faith in her, and it screws everybody up. Wrestler it's like the her. end of the world. Wrestler likes her. Well, I'm saying like so. So she's you on do this, what you need to do, and if mission. I have to find a new job, that's fine. And if all these people get fired, that's okay too, because <laughs> I want you to do what you need to do. If you've seen the part in my hair, it's very serious. I'm a very good guy. Let's bring. Come on. It's right. <laughs> so we get. So we. So we see. So so uh, Lizzie decides to decides to work with with Red. So they reluctantly go on. They and they and they go and they talk to the the doctor. Uh, the doctor and they find them, which was Dr. I thought was cool. Bruce Sanders. Doctor Bruce yes, Sanders. Dr. I thought Sanders. was a sort of a cool scene. The, yes. the, the, the kooky guy. Uh, all along the way, Lizzie's there's kicking and screaming, and she doesn't want to be there, and she's threatening to leave, and she's taking her own plane home, and and she's getting her own cat taxi. It and, was a funny, but it was a funny scene just seeing him going to a mental institution to talk yes. to this doctor, and and I mean, we all kind of figured it wasn't exactly gibberish that they were speaking, but it no. was just Figured. enough. It was just enough to get somebody super serious like and Lizzie it very much pissed like, off. It very much sounded like Red's normal sort of stories about remember yeah. that time, yeah. oh, but you know. Uh, so that so that was good. So we got a lot of that. Uh, we do ultimately get to the bottom of um, you know what what, what these um, that the virus was not a virus. In fact, it was just an antidote. And but so, that, well, the so, virus is a virus. But there was an antidote. What we saw and we thought might have been a virus was actually the right. antidote the so that the first guy refused to take because he didn't want to do whatever. The Which I think was. is a, what's a very cool device. Like I like the idea of like you know injecting some of the virus and then yeah. having you do your bidding. Mm. Uh, I do. I do like that. That is kind of a scary, cool. interesting thought. So I, I liked all that. Um, we did see our boy uh, Glover uh, introduced there, and, and and that was a very that was a very cool scene with Lizzie and Mister. Uh, what's the, the doctor, Mister Glover? The um, Doctor Sanders, Doctor Bruce Sanders, Doctor Bruce Sanders, um, Doctor Sanders. Um, no, in the scene where like where he the interrogation scene. Oh, Doctor Vogel. Oh, Doctor Vogel. 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 Oh, yeah, Vogel. So, and the interrogation scene where she that was know, actually a really good. That scene. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did like that. That, that, that was cool. Was that, that legal? No, uh, I, I don't think so. I don't think Lee, 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 Lee. Is she going to be Lizzie, administering that, that antidote well, to him for the rest notice. of his life? Now, that's the question. How, yeah. how does the antidote work? Is it like a four-shot deal, or do you have to keep administering the antidote forever? Every 24 hours. Lizzie Keene doesn't care. Lizzie, Lizzie Keene's all about business. She's getting results, damn it. She's results. Mm. That's, that's from her time as a grifter. Yeah, that's how it works, sweetheart. So that was a, that was pretty cool. And um, so she's off. So Lizzie has had it. She's just had it. So she's off. And she's done with this whole thing until she starts to put together that all the blacklisters are connected. This is all connected. Um, and because she's the puzzle solver. And so she puts all this stuff together, which is cool. She brings it back to the FBI. They start to put all this together that, that, that Red is actually someone who really is after Red. He really is in danger. And he's been using the FBI as a shield, uh, which is very, it's also brilliant too, I think, on Red's part, if that's the case. Mm. And, uh, and, um, Harold wants her to bring him in, basically get him out in the open so we can bring him in and end mm-hmm. this thing. Uh, but the, the scene that I just love the most is the bit where once she figures this all out, she's like, well, I can't resign now. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't leave now. Too late. It's My, my Harold Cooper's rusty. Yeah, it is a lot of <clears throat> <clears throat> Never, Never I will be. be. 
You have to look down. It's too late. Have... <laughs> director's already made his decision. It's all over. The director's made a decision. It's over. We're bringing in Reddington. So, oh no. What have, what I, have I done? done? What have I done? So she goes to the bench, and then, and of course, she's like, and it's just you have to you get have out to of go. here. You have to go now. Just go. So we don't want you. It's so frustrating. It's so oh, frustrating when, 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 when Red, who, who represents sort of all of us, is like, oh, Lizzie, you're done having your little temper tantrum. You're done having your fit because you're, you, you're here. And she's like, I'm not going to tell you you're right. I'm not going to tell you. Like, all that bit is just like, <laughs> I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. You dragged the secret out too far. In my opinion, I've said this already, you dragged it out for too many GD episodes. At this point, I'm like, just be her dad and smack the shit <laughs> out of her, please. <laughs> Jesus, God. Mm-hmm. Just, just, I'm your father, smack. That's I, where we're at. So I, what was her change of heart to go and warn him and get him out of there? Was it that, oh yeah, he was right again? He well, yeah, it was her discovery of the Bible. It does. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's the Lizzie Keen arc. It's ah. like it's like I don't believe this. This is, can't be You're true. You're a monster. You're a monster. Then it's like, oh, he's right. Oh, but you didn't lie to me after all. Like when I you read. said that you're not my father. Remember Again. that time you didn't lie to me? Remember right. that time? Then who is he, Julia? Is he I don't know, but it's uncle. Not, <laughs> and not uncle. only that, and not only that. Why is it so damn important for him in that park? To say, uh, okay, I this, get it, I get it, no I'm value. about to get taken out, but it I doesn't want, matter. It doesn't matter. I want to hear from you. You. I want to hear what you say. It's I mean, all he about means a lot. you. He, he can very well mean a lot to her without being her Yeah, daughter. he can love her. No, I just he think that's an, extra, that's an amazing her. scene. That, that was my favorite scene, just seeing scene. him take control and and, yeah. and set the pacing to the point, like I said, that the cops are just like, wait, wait, wait. wait I, I got to hear this. He's got a moment. Let's hear some popcorn. Spader's in a monologue. Let's get some popcorn Spader it out. What you got? I will spader the shit out of that scene. You sure did. good. I will listen to a spader monologue for 42 minutes. I don't know if you saw, there was a little cafe across the street from the park, and they were all just hanging out there, just like, like oh, waiters, drivers coming by, yeah, yeah. leading them to sniper rifles. Right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Can I get a refill? <laughs> the squirrels, the squirrels actually stopped looking for Take nuts. Me there, Red. And they were Take just, me there. The squirrels stopped looking for nuts and go for dig their way out. Right yes. there. Yeah, totally. So we should also talk about you know the 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 action points here that what, what seems to be what this some sort of prison break or some sort of breakout. It wasn't an um, outbreak. It was a was jailbreak. Jail yeah, yeah, I love that, that line. Yeah, I love that line. It's a jailbreak. So they're 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 busting Berlin, seemingly Berlin out of there in a very sort of like. Mm-hmm. Con Air meets uh, I don't know it meets Contagion uh, Con Air meets uh, Outbreak here, here's my question and, and this is just right. I'll toss this out to the panel if if you worked for the FBI and you had like you have two ways to go into an airport to catch someone who's been smuggled in to the country I, and they haven't landed yet I would say way one where you go in real quiet and you don't alert them to your presence it's would not- probably be the best way to trap that person or you can turn all the sirens on, honk your horn as loud as you can, <laughs> have somebody on the roof going, woo, woo, we're the FBI, and then see if the plane lands. <laughs> I love that. I just, I, I want you they to. Plan B. I want you to. Uh, they want Quant- Plan B. I want you to go to Quantico and get some training. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're the most, uh, I, I'm going to sit you're on the, the top of opinionated the, FBI, the biggest critic of I, FBI. I, I'm mad at TV FBI. I'm not mad at the real FBI. You're I'm an armchair quarterback when it comes to the cops. I bet you when a siren no, goes by your neighborhood, you're there. Oh, really, really nice of you disrupting my afternoon. <laughs> I, I, would I you really have a siren that loud? that loud? Is this the route you would take? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. I don't think Listen, you know how the traffic backs up over there, guys. Me, me questioning TV FBI. FBI is not the same as me questioning real life FBI. I'm saying he that gets pulled over. He gets pulled over, license and registration. Well, I don't know if this is the right place to pull me over. Actually, eighteen when months. You, like, I have done six, that. That is never a good idea. 
They ask you to get out of your car. They have all sorts of questions for you after that. You're they want to know if you've been ticket. drinking. <laughs> they want to know who you think you are, not just who you show on your ID. 18 months, five or six shows, uh-huh. and, uh, and and the following on through. And yeah. for each yeah. show, you've had at least, I don't know, I, I want to I check the logs. I think you want to be a cop. For you want to be a TV show, cop. you've had at least 10 critiques of the FBI. Specifically, you coined the phrase F- FBI, FBI WTF. WTF which yeah. was very and successful. I just want to acknowledge you. It's, my, it's my, been a while. We use Listen, it on the daily pretty much favorite part here. of doing a podcast with you when you say, Especially you in the know, following because there were so many I don't know if the FBI would actually <laughs> wear that. Would they really wear those jackets? I, listen, I, I've I said it before. Wearing. The FBI, <laughs> it makes total sense to me that we have a container ship on a retainer driving in a circle in the Hudson Bay mm-hmm. and we have the super secret plastic lockdown bomb through. I know, I know. You know what they got. I know. We Federal deficit. I want to Put a, I want to put something out there for anybody the anybody in Hollywood who may be watching a show who has some input. I want to, I want to cast Joe Sanfilippo as FBI on and a have show. me do ridiculously unmotivated yes. things. I, I really do want to see. I want to. See, I'll be the guy podcast. on the roof going. <laughs> Woo-hoo. I'll, take, go. I'll take the gig. Okay. All right. So let's 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 let's, 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 let's get to that. So uh, the virus turns out to be not, not an outbreak but a jailbreak. Berlin is on, on the loose with a very cool sort of military style mm-hmm. scene where we see this thing happen with the plane. Uh, we talked about the monologue. We talked about Lizzie's motivation. We talked about the. The almost dismantling of the of the task force, um, you know something is going to happen. Lizzie is now seems to be back on red side. Mm-hmm. Uh, that cool scene where the plane is going down, and he says it begins. I mean, all the ish we talked this entire episode. I can't wait to see but what happens. What happens is Red being arrested. Is it all of a sudden? Is it timeout? You know, kind of like when you're playing softball uh, uh, in the street, and it's like car. It's like it, hey, well, guys, perhaps plane. this is a game changer. But it, yeah. it also depends on what 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 happens with that plane. I mean, mm. that plane obviously is going to have something that they only only Red can can help and solve. Mm. And when Berlin gets out and Berlin starts wreaking havoc, you better watch out because I don't know. Because I just think that's what's going to happen. Mm. Uh, and then we didn't talk about Tom. Tom, we talked about Tom, but he was cool. He's cool. That, that little interrogation scene with that poor uh, guy with the snake tattoo. Guy, oh, with, a, with a spider tattoo. I like the did line. Did that guy make it? No, I don't no, think he did. Typically, when, typically, if you have this portion of your neck uh, taken out, taken off, that, that tends to make breathing and, and, and blood pumping harder. Um, in my experience, limited, okay. although I've never been in the FBI. We've talked about this. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe if I had been, I'd... Um, uh, I do like that line Tom had a lot. You know, Ber- you don't choose Berlin. Berlin chooses you. Right. And he's haunted. And, you know, yeah. and, and so, you know, Berlin. He has a lot of and faith he says in the this guy, Berlin guy. And he says how the guy you work for, you know, I get it. He thinks he's cautious and controlling and ruthless. But the guy I work for yeah. is more cautious and more controlling and more ruthless. I think you just wrote the new tag for a Mustang. You don't choose Mustang. Mustang, Mustang, Mustang chooses, chooses you. you. He also That's when you go to the dealership. Did it choose you? I don't know. I feel like it chooses me. Why don't you get inside and see if it chose you? He also did drop the quick bomb that he has been following Red for years. Yeah. Mm. So this is not, not this goes. This. Yeah, this goes way way back for him. Okay. Well, and also just the fact that uh, uh, sorry, just with Tom when they, when they uh, Lizzie was being debriefed that she said that his main purpose was data collection and counterintelligence, and mm-hmm. when he was admitted into the base earlier in the season, that was actually his chance of getting more data move. intelligence. Yeah. He wanted on in. the base. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm very 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 interested to see where this thing goes because obviously this is not. You know, much like Lost, we're not going to get any real resolution to answer to all of mm. our questions. Or if we do get answers to questions, they will only bring more questions. I don't know that all of this will be tied up in one hour in the season no, finale. So. It sounds like it'll be, feels like it's going to be a cliffhanger to season two because the show's a hit. And so they're going to cliffhanger. And, and I just want to say one thing, just because I feel remiss if we don't say, if we don't say this one thing, because yes, I know it's yes. going to set Joe off some more. Uh, Gina Zanatakos, what happened to her? I can't say it. I won't say. It. <laughs> I, I, I remember how mad people got at the, at the Zanatacos thing. I may have. I may have beaten the. the Do you want to say it just once? 
Gina Sakataka. There you go. There you I go. may have beaten just the Sakataka today. Jeez. Uh, I, do I do want to speak with, thank you all for uh, downloading us on iTunes mm-hmm. and, and checking us out on iTunes. We appreciate uh, the loyalty you've had to us for the last uh, 21 episodes, 21 weeks. Um, you made this show in the top 10 for a long, long time. Yeah. And here at After Buzz and, and rated, rated very highly on iTunes. Uh, please feel free to rate us and comment and um it's uh it helps people find us it helps people find uh the show and it helps us know how you feel uh and for all of our loyal youtubers and all your comments um thank you very much for that and then commenting there and if you're live streaming right now hello thank you to you for that for doing that as well um and if you're gonna rate us you could give us a number we 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 like fives that's right uh so right that was a very casual we like fives i don't know Uh, a lot of predictions let's get to some predictions please and now your after buzz tv predictions uh julia carely um well i think you just started to touch on this nando but i mm-hmm. think uh, gina zanatakos is going to come up next week and uh she tom's escaped. gonna come out of hiding and um berlin is on the loose I don't know. It's not much of a, That's a, of a prediction. <laughs> seems but, more uh, like a recap, but I'm not a doctor. No, but I think Gina's coming back. That's like, oh, I got you. So Gina, the, 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 the Tacos is returning. Joe? Yes. Go. Uh, I, I think that, uh, I think that her, she's her, she, he's her dad. Okay. That's what I think. Nando? That's. <laughs> She's her dad. That's, I, that's, he's I, her. Even dad. though that's medically impossible. I think uh, you know what this is a season finale. They said no one is safe. I really think that we are not going to see this cast, this entire cast again in season two. Oh, Someone's got to go. I think I'm going to say. Go. I'm going to say right now. I think Cooper's going to bite it. Ooh. Okay. I would like to see a full reset. I mean, I don't know. I, I think the show needs a reset, the reset button, and, and sort of. You know, we, we've we've kind of laid the groundwork. It, we can still do the blacklist and figure out a way for them to chase blacklisters, but we need a reset. And, uh, you know, maybe, well, Lizzie can't yeah. think anywhere. All right. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for joining us. Joe Flippo, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Joe Flippo, J-O-E-F-L-I-P-O, and uh, my website is josephsanflippo.com. Julia Carey. Uh, Twitter and Instagram with my name, Julia Carey, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. And Nando Velasquez. You can find me on Twitter at Nando Vell, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L, and here at AfterBuzz on various shows, including 24. And I'm Joe Braswell. You can mm-hmm. find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe K. Braswell. And right here doing Mad Men with Joe Sanfilippo and and uh, Bates Motel. Bates, Bates Motel. Motel. Finale. Is good. We're doing that a little bit later Finale today. and Hannibal. 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 Which we love very much. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. As always, we'll see you next week for the season finale. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 